Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. It is Wellness Wednesday, and we're about to get into your taste buds, into your bellies. I'm about to make you really hungry uh, because this author can cook, y'all. She is a food writer, author of Africana, more than 100 recipes and flavors inspired by a rich continent, and that continent would be the birthplace of civilization. They call it Africa. Let me welcome to the show. Let me welcome yes, Lorato. Let me welcome Lorato Uma Shalor to the Karen Hunter Show. Hi. Thank you so much. I love that. The birth of civilization. I love that. <laughs> yeah, we got we to tell the stories because they're trying to get banned the books. So the only way we're going to be able to do it is through spoken word. <laughs> we'll let people know. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going through these recipes, madame. And um, the first of all, the cover. What is this looks... First of all, juicy, delicious. I see a cinnamon stick. I'm confused by that. I'm looking at the bones. They look like oxtails, but I'm sure they're not because I don't eat meat. So tell me what's on the cover. It's actually lamb. That dish is called muruzia. It's a North African dish, by the way. Um, and it's a lamb dish. I also call it celebration lamb. And it's actually very fitting for this season. It's good for Ramadan. It's something that North Africans would normally eat to break fast during the big... Um, the big sacrifice, so the big Ramadan. Um, and they would sort of cook it in, in lots of um, suet. So that's like, they would they would cook it in lots of fat with cinnamon and honey and spices, Rasel Hanout spices. So really heady, fragrant dish. And the idea was that the whole family and neighbors would share the dish, you know, throughout the season. So yeah, it's a wonderful dish. It's one that brings people together. And it's, you know, symbolic of what Africana is, the cookbook. It's about food from across the continent. We don't forget mm. anyone. Okay. Um, there's a, it looks like fried, a fried dish of fried something with a, a bowl of something that looks like tomatoes. And uh, what is that? Is it the halloumi? What is, is that? Is it wild? It's, it's, you're, you're holding a plate, a blue plate, and you have like something that looks fried because it looks crispy. And then there's a, a dip with looks like it's got hot peppers in it. Oh, oh, it's Akara. Akara. I like that because my name is in there somewhere. Akara. Come yeah, on. So it's called so in a Nigerian dialect, Akara. But in, in Brazil, in Bahia, it's called Akara Je. So it's it's a it's a black eyed pea. Well, I would say black eyed beans. Bean English. Right, right. <laughs> in America, you'd say black eyed pea. So it's a black eyed pea dish blended black eyed peas with peppers. And in my recipe, I add spring onions to give it a little bit of a bite. And it's a very traditional um, uh, dish in Nigeria, in Ghana, across West Africa. And funny, it traveled with our slave, our enslaved um, forefathers to Brazil. And it's really one of the um, top celebrated um, African dishes you'd find outside of Africa. Well, Brazil has the most Africans outside of Africa than any place in the world. People need to know that as well. And I think about, we don't make those connections. So this book makes those connections. So let me, let me, let me lean into Lorato and how you landed in the position to be able to, A, first of all, know these dishes, uh, and then B, be able to master them and put a, put it in a cookbook. I'm a greedy gob. I like food. But to be honest, I say that, but I don't eat as much as I feed people. I love food. Growing up, I studied economics at university. So I wanted to change the world, change, represent Africa, grow Africa to be a superpower. 
But then along the lines, you know, I became disillusioned. I, I realized that food was a very, very strong um, factor in bringing people together and making people listen. Um, and as a child, I love food. I, I was always attracted to learning. You know, whenever I'd see a recipe or see something cooking, growing up, we had a chef in the house and I would always be like, Papa, what's that? What's that? That smells nice. You know, so I was always very inquisitive as a child. So that that attitude led me to sort of gather a lot of knowledge, asking lots of questions, not just from my family, from people on the street, market women, people's grandmas. I would always ask questions <laughs> and all those answers gave me answers for my book. <laughs> Got it. So Lorato right now, it is uh, 944 in London. In London, you're in London. Are you in London? Or? I'm in Sussex. I'm in Sussex. East, I'm by the coast. Oh. I'm by the coast. Oh, where where uh, Harry and Meghan uh, reigned? Yeah, I'm sort of yeah. I I'm I'm the second Lady Sussex. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it, Lorato. So so you know, she just slipped in. We had a chef. You know, we we get this depiction of Africa or Africans wherever we are in the world as you know people that are hungry and poor. Uh, but I don't think folk know that Nigeria and your your roots are Nigerian, Lorato Uma Shalor um has the wealthiest black people in the world <laughs> yes in the world in yeah. the world and, and some of the most educated and some of the most resourceful yeah but it's something that the media likes to sort of you know ignore because it's more sensationalist to paint us as poor drinking dirty water but then there are poor people across the world there are poor people lots of child poverty in the uk but somehow that image is just not really it's not something that people like to, to show because it's like it's unrealistic, even though it's true. So that's part of my mission, actually, to prove to people that I'm not saying I'm rich. I'm not saying I'm poor, but I'm saying people are people in Africa. They're people in Africa. Why are you smiling? Why are you smirking? Like because I, I, I didn't grow up with a chef. I'm just I'm not, and listen, <laughs> my mama could cook. My dad was good with the breakfast, but we didn't have a chef. And actually, they were both well off. So I, there's levels to this, y'all. There's levels. So t tell me, was your dad a diplomat, uh, Lorato? Was he? People always say that. No, no, he wasn't. And my mother raised me, actually. It's oh, just come on. <laughs> look, look, at, look at my assumptions again. You know how we're conditioned. I'm sorry. I apologize. My mother. I mean, he traveled as much as. He traveled so much, he could have been a diplomat. But my mother actually raised me. So it was my mother's chef, actually. <laughs> wow. My mother worked so hard, she she was able to, um, you know, while she, at least while she was working, I wasn't able to cook. There was somebody that could cook for for her, for her children. You know? <laughs> and it's not that strange in Nigeria, to be honest. I, I could easily be somebody's chef. Okay. Now, did you go to boarding school? Yes. Hmm. Tell me something that was important for you going to boarding school, meaning you left your home to go to school yeah. and stay there um, that led to the development of who you are today. I think it made me maybe grow up a little faster than most. But then I hear that a lot from boarding school children, just being away from home very, very early. And I was in university super, super early as well. So I think it made me grow up quicker. And for the better, I think. I, I don't think I've turned out too badly. <laughs> um, yeah, it made me a lot more independent. It opened my eyes to a lot of things in the world. I made decisions. I had to make decisions for myself quicker. And apart from being in boarding school, my mother was a single mom. So it's a very different dynamic at home. As much as she's available physically and emotionally, as a child, I really had to just sort of like step up emotionally. So yeah, I, th I think it was great being mm. in boarding school. 
made me who I am. And I think I'm a great person, I hope. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm enjoying immensely this book. Uh, we're talking with Lorato Uma Shalor. Uh, she's the author of Africana, more than 100 recipes and flavors inspired by a rich continent. Now, um, I'm ready to have a fight with you right now. Okay. Jollof rice. So there's, you yeah. have a jollof rice recipe. Yes. In your book. Is it, it must be Nigerian jollof or is it like. What's, no, what's, it's just the best one. Oh, so, okay. Where did it come from? It's not Nigerian. It's not Ghanaian. It's just the very best jollof rice. And it's the best. I tell you why it's the best. I've been cooking jollof rice for, I'm 36, maybe over 20 years or more. I've masked, and this is what happens in an African home. You learn as a child and you master the dish. Um, I've taught thousands of people this recipe. When Ghanaians see it, they say, oh, it looks like a Ghanaian jollof. Um, that that feud is just a fun non-feud. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, it's a non-feud, it's not a real feud. Um, my jollof has been developed to essentially teach people, give people the confidence to make a really cracking recipe very red that rouge is there the flavor base is strong it tastes amazing you will hardly the only way you fail at making jollof with my recipes if you don't read or listen to my recipe okay so what break it down what what's in your jollof rice what's what's the so base very, what's the roux is it a roux a very what? a very just the sauce the stew okay. we, we say the stew. stew actually okay yeah, a very rich stew of red peppers. So I use what we call Romanos. I'm not sure what you call Romanos in America. Longer, the longer peppers, they're sweeter, redder, like paprika. Okay. Um, so like a bell pepper, but I prefer the long Romanos because they have, they're just nicer tasting. So a red pepper base with chilies, traditionally scotch bonnet, which you might say habanero, um, <laughs> onion, garlic, ginger. That base needs to be strong and fiery and red you know and smell good then you know okay i have a good base for jollof and then i go even further by sauteing some onions because even more onions make your dish sweeter um and then we sort of cook this you've got to fry the stew a little bit but i don't cook with too much oil i don't think it's necessary um you could you sort of fry the stew let it reduce till it's nice and sort of you know thick and dark and then you add the rice, you add your spices. We add a uh, curry powder. As in Nigerian style jollof, we add curry powder. Um, I like to add fresh thyme and dried thyme. Um, traditionally, you use bay leaf. It's not my favorite, but I throw in one or two in there. And then balance everything out with a stock, a good chicken stock or a veg stock. And of course, seasoning. Some people forget to put salt in their food. I wonder why. <laughs> Who? Oh, well, you're in, you're in the, the capital of no salt, um, which is uh, England. Them, the, I should them not have the said people. that, right? No, it's true. Them the people that just, they traveled the world and forgot <laughs> about the seasonings. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so don't I, forget the seasoning. Yeah, we ha we need salt and seasoning. You know, and raisins, raisins are not seasoning. Uh, so let me just say that, that, just throwing some raisins into something. So so your favorite dish in this book to cook, uh, 100 recipes, Africana, more than 100 recipes and flavors inspired by a rich continent. What's your favorite dish, Lorato, to cook? Oh, that's a difficult one. I really like the puff puffs, but I only make that once a year because I have to deep fry it and I hate deep frying food. <laughs> What's a puff puff? What is that? It's a donut. It's like a drop donut. It's a Nigerian thing. They have it in Ghana as well. Um, it's called Bofrot in Ghana. So it's in my book, it's called um, in my book, it's called Christmas pudding puff puff. And that's merging. That's sort of taking something that I actually don't enjoy in British food which is christmas pudding it's like a steam pudding 
it's always left over in my house. So I threw it into my puff puff batter one day and it just created magic. <laughs> so my Christmas pudding um, base is dried fruits, raisins, apricots, soaked in rum and spices, mm. cinnamon, ginger. So fantastic flavors. And then we sort of crumble that into the batter for the, into the donut batter and fry that. So it's, it's really, it's, it's uh, it's one of a kind. You won't find that on the streets uh, in of Lagos, but uh, <laughs> but that that's a good marriage of cultures from two places that I I sort of you know I'm from. <laughs> How did another you favorite? Okay, the, go ahead, tell me. Sorry, okay. Another favorite is the black eyed peas, the black eyed beans, slow cooked black eyed beans. Wow, really good dish. That's vegetarian, so you could have that. That's a vegan uh, dish. Actually. Okay, so black eyed peas, uh, January first a staple in black homes throughout the country. You know, it is prosperity. We believe in that. Does that go across the pond as well? Is that something that is traditional there? Well, we we brought it to you, didn't we? Did you? I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened, but I feel like, (laughs) I feel like there was an evolution where we got, when every place we got dropped off, but we're still the same people that just added some things as they yes. dropped us in different places ba- based on the retention or the, the immersion of other cultures. Like if you're in Louisiana, yeah, you're going to get course. that French, you're going to get that spent, you're going to get all of that depending on where yeah. we are, you know, but so black yeah. eyed peas in Africa known for black prosperity. Eyed black eyed peas in the U S the culture of black eyed peas in the U S came vi- from African slaves. They came with their crops. They came with their, expertise in in growing rice growing beans and pulses they brought that culture across um so that really is a very strong connection that many people don't realize um i would eat and celebrate you know cooking with black eyed peas all year round and not just in january or juneteenth (laughs) it's part of my culture it's it's there (laughs) yeah and that's the essence of this book not just celebrating africanness for one day or a few days, it's part of who we are. And we want Africans, non-Africans, the world to celebrate and enjoy that all year round. <laughs> now you putting your black eyed peas or you call them black eyed beans over rice. Cause it's black eyed peas and rice. Is it over rice? Yeah, we, 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 you could do, you could do sometimes, sometimes it's stewed on its own with, with, uh, with sometimes with a base, like the jollof base, you can actually cook it in the jollof stew. Or you could cook it on its own with palm oil, which is another traditional dish. Um, in my book, I have a puree, like a dip version, a salad mm-hmm. version. Then we have a oh, cara, okay. which is black eyed peas as well, blended into. So I it's it. it's a dish that it's a it's a um, it's a produce that's really special to us, and we cook it in several different ways. And of course, it transcends culture. It's popular in Brazil, you know, like like we said earlier. Lorato Uma Shalor, uh, your economics degree has gone to good use. You're the founder of Lorato Foods and Naturals. Quickly tell us what that is and how people can engage with Lorato Foods. Yeah, so I started that as a cookery school. I started a cookery school before the pandemic. Um, that was sort of my, that was the one major thing I was doing to educate people by teaching these recipes. I thought if I teach people the recipes and invite them into cooking these foods, they can take that back home enjoy that you know they could pair you know black eyed beans or akara with a salad or something else and just merge it into other cultures and i wanted you know like in the uk indian food is very popular italian food spanish food and i wanted african food to be something that people would sort of think oh today i want something from west africa i'm gonna have jollof tomorrow i want east african you know i have i have kachumbari um so the cookery school was created to empower inspire educate people and since then it's sort of you know 
transition to cookery holidays. Now we have cookery holidays. I'm just, I've just come back from Ghana. I took people from the US, from um, the UK, from Bermuda, <laughs> all the way to Ghana. And, you know, the whole idea is to inspire people, not just through the book, but in, in the countries, on the continent as well. I with love the food. that. So next trip I plan to Ghana, I'm going to connect with you so that you can uh, host us. Let me thank you for being here. Uh, Lorato, L-E-R-A-T-O, foods.com. Check her out there. You're amazing. Africana is the book. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.